this Ton of Fun Tunes Storytime podcast is called The Queen Bee, another Grimm's fairy tale favorites. A king had two sons who were called very clever, yet they were idle and never thought of other people's comfort or pleasure. They had a younger brother named Whitling who was quiet and gentle. The two older brothers often laughed at him. You are too stupid ever to make your way in the world, they said. One day the three started on a journey together. They had not gone far when they came to an anthill. Let's upturn this anthill, said the oldest brother. It'll be fun to see the frightened ants running to and fro, carrying their eggs. No, no, said Whitling. Leave the little ants in peace. Why should we frighten them? So they left the ants hill unharmed, and on they went. Soon they came to a lake. Many ducks were swimming about on the water. Then the second brother said, Come, let us kill some of these fine ducks. No, said Whitling, do not kill them. We do not need them for food, so why should we take away their lives? So they left the ducks swimming about on the lake. They walked on till they came to a bee's nest and a tree. Let us kindle a fire, said the oldest brother. The smoke will keep the bees from stinging us. Then we can take the honey. But Whitling held him back. Do not make a fire. Why should we rob the bees of their store? We're not hungry, and we cannot carry the honey with us. Again, they listened to his words, till they said, You are a poor, silly fellow. On and on they went. At last they came to a great castle. It was of stone, and all things they saw, even the horses in the stables, were stone. The brothers went through room after room. They did not see man, nor woman, nor child, only stone figures. At last they reached a door, and through a hole they saw a little gray man. They called to him once and again. When they called the third time, he rose and came out. He gave them food and showed them a room where they might sleep, but he did not speak one word. The next morning, he showed a stone table on which were written three tasks. These everyone who came to the castle must undertake. The first was this. In the moss around the castle are scattered a thousand pearls. They must all be found in one day. Whoever does this will free the castle from its spell. Whoever tries and fails will himself be turned to stone at sunset. The oldest brother read these words and began at once to search for the pearls. He looked all day long, but when sunset came, he had found only a hundred. So he was turned into stone. The next day, the second brother began the search. He began before day, searching by moonlight. But at sunset, he had found only two hundred pearls. So, he too was changed to stone. It was now the turn of Whitling. He searched and searched, but he found only a handful of the pearls. As the sun was about to set, poor Whitling dropped the gems and began to weep. As he wept, there came to him the ants whose home he had saved. Good day, friend Whitling, they said. Once you did us a good turn. Now we will repay you. Here and there, through the moss, went the little ants. One after another came up with a pearl which it laid before him. Then home they went without waiting for his thanks. In great joy, Whitling carried the pearls to the castle. Then the old gray man pointed to the stone table. There Whitling read the second task. The key of the princess's room is under the mud and water of this great lake. It must be found and the door unlocked. Ah, oh, thought Whitling, this is a thing I can never do. 
No man on earth can dive deep enough to find a little key lost in a great lake. He went out and stood beside the lake, and his tears fell into the blue water. Then the ducks that he'd saved came swimming to his feet. Do not be so sad, friend Whitling, they said. You saved us. Now it is our time to save you. Down to the bottom of the lake they dived. At last one came up with a key in his beak. Whitling took it and unlocked the door of the princess's room. There they lay, all three fast asleep. Now the little gray man pointed Whitling to his last task, the hardest of all. Go into the room where the three princesses lie asleep. They are so much alike that their own mother cannot tell one from another. You must awake the youngest and dearest. Before they went to sleep, the oldest ate some sugar, the second a little syrup, and the youngest a spoonful of honey. But how was Whitling to know which had eaten the honey? He stood looking at the princesses. They were as much like one another as his own image in the looking glass was like him. Just then there flew into the room the queen bee of the nest that he had saved. She flew to the king's daughters and buzzed from one to another. Then she began to sip honey from the lips of one. Thus, Whitling knew this was the youngest, and he waked her. When she opened her eyes, the castle was freed from its spell. The other princesses waked, and the horses and men and everyone took their own shapes again. Then the king gave Whitling half his kingdom and his youngest daughter his bride. The other two brothers married the other princesses. They had learned from Whitling that it is better to be simple and kind-hearted than clever and unkind.